News Talk's Executive Chair. Thanks to Skillnet Ireland, driving business success through innovative training and upskilling. I'm delighted to welcome to the Executive Chair this week, Dermot Crowley. He's the Chief Executive Officer of Delata Hotel Group. Dermot, you're very welcome to the programme. Morning, Bobby. Thank you. Now, it all started down in Cork, uh, Prez Cork. Your father was in the motor business, and I think you had an early career in van sales. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, so dad and mum worked in the business as well. Had his, his own business supplying car paints and body repair shops. Uh, so and a lot of his customers were in Cork City and down in West Cork, places like Skibbereen, Bantry and Bally the Hub. Right. So whenever they, they, one of his guys is off on holidays, I'd take the van and sell off the back of the van. So it was a good experience early early days. I tell you, and there's a lot to be learned in van sales, isn't no, there? No, absolutely. Yeah. And, and collecting money, which is a bigger challenge at times. Yeah. <laughs> So off to UCC, BCom, ultimately became an accountant. Uh, an interesting career journey, PwC, Procter & Gamble. Uh, then, I think, a move into hotels, the Shelburne, Jury's Doyle. Give us a flavour of your of your career path, if you would, Dermot. Yeah, so look, I was anxious when I when I finished with PwC or Craig Gardner, as I was then, to get out into industry. And I, I'd actually always been interested in marketing. So I went into Procter & Gamble as a financial analyst. And really enjoyed a couple of years there. I was a financial analyst for um, Max Factor uh, cosmetic brand, so I had to learn everything about women's cosmetics, which was an <laughs> interesting couple of years. And then I got a friend of mine who was working with Forte in London said there was a position with the Shelburne Hotel in Dublin, and we were to myself, my wife and myself were working in, uh, in London together. So I came back there and I was financial controller there for three years. And I kind of got the bug for hotels there, to be honest. And that what era was that? Was that when the Shelburne refurbished, or was it? It was just. Or was it was pre that. No, it was it was pre that. So it just became a Meridian uh, Meridian Hotel at the time. It was the time the time of the Granada takeover of okay. of, of Forte, um, and then I got approached by Bill Cullen. Um, in, and that was a really interesting couple of years with Bill. Uh, so I was his finance director for, for right. two years because I thought I'd like to go back into the motor industry, given Dad's uh, history there. But when I got uh, an opportunity, Pat McCann, through a friend, a, pro- a friend approached me to join Jury's Doyle, <clears throat> and I couldn't really resist going back into the industry. So that from then on, really, I've been in- involved in some way or other with yeah. hotels. And it's interesting as well, your relationship with, with Pat, uh, again, who who's retired now. But, you know, the fact that you came together back in those Jury's Doyle's days. Now, I know you were with Ion Equity, I think, after that. Yeah, so yeah. you may have parted for a while, yeah. but you ultimately came back together again in Delano. No, we did. And it's funny, yeah. Pat, I can still remember in Jury's Doll years ago, I bought a new house and um, the we, we shared an executive assistant and uh, Adrian says to me, you do know that's just a few doors down from Pat? And I went, Jay, you're joking <laughs> me. So, uh, yeah, so then we worked together for six years and we, we obviously would have kept in touch because we were neighbours. And then in, in mid-2012, when the recession was starting to come towards an end, myself and Pat met up in the famously down the Lep Inn and uh, we had a chat about kind of opportunities. And what we could really both see was that there was a huge number of hotels owned by banks and yeah. owned by NAMA and they were going to come on the market um, and there was no obvious buyers for them. So I joined uh, Delata in late 2012 and then spent the following kind of year working out how we could actually take, you know, uh, avail of this opportunity. So we floated the business then in um, twenty fourteen, yeah. and that was a huge success for us, to be honest. Yeah. So, so again, coming in as deputy CEO, the flotation in twenty fourteen, and then your appointment uh, as CEO last year. Yeah. So, it, it's really been an interesting space. Let, let's talk a little bit about uh, Delata, if if we may, Dermot. Some interesting stats that I was looking at. Um, so we've got forty nine uh, four star hotels. 
10,500 rooms, a pipeline of 1,500 rooms. So you were talking there about managed contracts and leased hotels. So of your portfolio, 29 are owned, 17 are leased, and three are contract. Tell me a little bit about that mix uh, yeah, so the, in the, terms of what, the, well, the what man- works for you. Yeah, the managed hotels are sort of legacy. We've managed hotels for uh, three or four hotels since the crash, and we've got a good relationship with those owners, so we've just, we just kept those on. But we're primarily interested in owning or leasing. Yeah. Um, you can't continue to own hotels because it's very capital intensive. Yeah. So the incre- we're increasingly going towards leased hotels, right? But really, whether you, for, for the general manager and the team, it doesn't really matter to them whether we own them or lease them. It's yeah. just another way of financing. Um, so that's the only difference between okay. them. So when I look at the, the portfolio that we're, or the rooms we're opening this year, uh, we'll own one hotel. Uh, and the other six that we release. So, so you, we're going to that lease model more. Now, as hopefully we start generating cash as we come out of uh, the pandemic, we'll, we'll regenerate some of that cash into building new hotels or buying hotels then as well. Um, you, you Interesting uh, in your latest, latest accounts, Rev Par, and I know that's the barometer. Yeah. Not everybody will notice, but that's uh, revenue per available room, uh, the barometer which hotels are measured, yeah. I suppose, financially. Uh, in three of your areas, uh, it's better. Uh, it's up on the on the comparable period of 2019. You must be pleased with that. Uh, this is well ahead of where we thought we would be. To be honest with you, Bobby, like so, all like Dublin, Region Ireland, and all of the UK, uh, our hotels are ahead of where they were, about nine percent on average, ahead of where we were in 2019. Um, now that may not last for the entire year. What you have at the moment is you have a huge amount of pent up leisure demand. You have an enormous amount of concerts and sporting events which generates a lot of business uh, uh, for us. Now, what will be interesting as we go into September, October, we would really need to start seeing corporate demand come back at that stage, international corporate demand. That's been slower it's to It's slow, to, to that's rebound. gradual, yeah. People yeah. Are, you know, and working from home is having an impact on how people... So and business travel and all that. Yeah. yeah. And we, like my, my own view, I always think you shouldn't be blindly optimistic. Like, I think corporate travel will reduce... And there's a couple of reasons, you know, the, the virtual meeting experience has improved hugely in the last uh, two years. And then on top of that, c- companies are really focused on sustainability and their carbon footprint. So I think that will reduce, uh, potentially reduce their travel as well. However, what we're trying to do is really differentiate ourselves. We've put a huge focus on ESG and sustainability, how we take care of our people. Um, and that's what corporate, large corporate customers like your Googles, your Facebooks and Apple, they're really focused on that. So the, the strategy, I, I try and keep things simple, uh, try and get a larger share of what is potentially going to a smaller corporate market. Yeah. Uh, you, you, you mentioned uh, your employees and, and the well-being. Yeah. 5,000 employees. Yeah. Uh, a, a very challenging marketplace in terms of recruitment and retention. How are you finding all that? No, it is. It is. It is challenging. But I mean, you know, I, I I'm a great believer in in hospitality is all about people, right? So we have a huge focus on how we take care of our people. We've got a Delata Academy where uh, people can develop within the organisation. If I look at all the hotels we're opening this year, between seventy and eighty percent of the management positions will be internal Delata promotions. Um, you can join Delata and literally work your entire way up through to be a general manager at some point if you want. And we have examples uh, of that as well. Within our Delata Academy, you can do courses which are uh, independently accredited by um, GM, GMIT. So we're trying to, and I think hospitality, you'd know this right, 
people underestimate the benefits of working in hospitality. And even oh, if you're yeah. passing through for three or four years, you're working in a coffee shop, you're working in a hotel, you're working in a restaurant. It's a great life experience. So I think we need to start selling hospitality as an industry to work in more as opposed to maybe complaining about things we don't get. And I couldn't I couldn't agree more with you. And it is a fantastic industry. Great industry and, and to work in. Full of rich and wonderful people. And, and great stories. And, and personalities yeah, and all yeah. that goes with it. Can I ask you this, Dermot? Um, and again, I, as a hotelier, I want to ask you, you know, the, the, the alternative use now of hotels, where we're seeing a lot of hotels uh, going to government contracts, yeah. whether it's just to support the unfortunate tragedy is, is around the yeah. Ukraine or whatever. But is there a certain scenario, which it, there appears to me to be looking from the outside, that it's more attractive to a hotelier to run a business uh, that's government funded or government underwritten than, you know, to to take your chances and trade as as normal in, in the hotel industry. Is that, it, it is, can that be. is it disrupting now, the market anyway? Well, not, it certainly wouldn't be for us, right, okay? Yeah. Because we, we, we don't have a shortage of people in any of our hotels. Now, we, that doesn't mean we're not continuously challenged getting people in, right? Some hotels, quite honestly, have struggled to get enough people to run the hotels. And therefore, if you get guaranteed income um, from, from government, that, that takes less people to run that yeah. hotel. So I can see the attraction to that. What we did is we made a commitment when we were asked. We said, look, we'll give you 5% of our hotel rooms right around the country in different hotels to uh, for refugees, right, okay? And, and we kind of feel that's the right thing for us to do as, as a company. We wouldn't be comfortable giving over an entire hotel to, to refugees because we just think, think long-term... That, you know, they, you want to, then you have to restart the business just having a, yeah. closed down hotels for COVID as well. Is it going to change the hotel landscape in this country? I, you know, hopefully. You know, and I, you know, when you talk about Ukraine, you talk about business, it always seems you know, no, suff- suffering yeah. is gone there. You know, I, I, hopefully I think with, with the Ukrainian refugees, it'll be a shorter term that they'll get to go back into the country. But, but the reality is there's refugees from every country arriving into uh, uh, into into Ireland every week, so I don't think long term is going to have an impact. I think some hotels might decide, you know, this is this is the right thing for us longer term. But I think the vast majority of hoteliers, getting back to our original um, discussion about the industry, they want to take care of guests sure. uh, and and operate as, as hotels. And, and finally, can I ask you then about about I suppose looking forward? I think you're 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 pleasantly optimistic. Uh, about the financial security and indeed uh, the financial future of the business, uh, the expansion into Europe, the UK, new hotels in Manchester, that pipeline, as you mentioned, of over 500 rooms, you're going to continue to grow, I take it. No, absolutely. I mean, this is a very busy year for us. We're opening seven hotels, 2,000 rooms. So we're going from 9,000 to 11,000. We'll open a new hotel in London next year. And then we've got hotels in Brighton, Liverpool, Manchester uh, and Dublin again the following year. And we're continuously looking for more hotel opportunities in the UK and Europe especially. Dermot Crowley, uh, recently appointed uh, Chief Executive Officer of Delano Hotels. Great to talk to you. Thank you. 